Blog Talk Radio. I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some lonely nights. But when I when I look around and I think things over. All of my good days outweigh my bad days. I, I won't complain. Sometimes the clouds hang low. I can hardly the road I ask the question Lord Lord why so much pain but he knows what's best for me Somebody say. 
but but the judge shall walk by faith. Abaka said that in Abaka 2 and 4. Read Abaka made a statement was because the children of Israel was in bondage uh, by an ungodly ruling king, and Abaka could not understand how that God would take evil to correct evil. See, the children of Israel were doing evil. They had sinned against God. They had started serving idols. They had stopped keeping the commandments of God. They had just truly backslid. They had got so bad that God had to let another nation come in, another king, an evil king, an evil nation, come in and treat them cruel, treat them bad. And Abaka like, wait a minute, I do not understand this God now. I know I know my, my family was evil, the children, my, my brothers and sisters. I know that they were evil and they won't keep your commandments. Well, how are you going to come in and take evil and correct evil? Well, we don't question God's way of doing things. God knows what he's doing. And God don't make mistakes. Sometimes God allows God. So we're human beings. We're people. He can't come beat us with a switch. And you know, like we do our children. We chat out our children with a rod. He can't beat us with a switch. This is a spiritual thing. So God had to use circumstance. Sometimes he'll use sickness. Sometimes he'll use poverty. Uh-huh. Sometimes he'll allow things to occur in your life to get your attention. He told Jezebel that if she didn't stop her mess, he would put her on the bed of affliction. Sometimes God allows sickness to come and to correct us. David said before I sinned it, David said before I David said before I was afflicted, I went astray. In other words, David understood he messed up. And after he messed up, affliction came upon him. He said before he was afflicted, he went astray. So a lot of times we don't look back and see where we error. We don't see what we've done. So God allows circumstances. In this case, he allowed an evil king to come in, an evil nation, and take the children of Israel into bondage. And they wanted to, they wanted to give up. They were looking at the circumstances. They were, God kept telling them he's going to deliver them. God kept telling them he's going to bring them out. God kept telling him he's going to come a leader, he's going to send somebody in, uh, send a, a leader, a judge in to bring them out. But it looked like God would take them forever, and they were losing their faith. So God had to tell them, quit looking at your feelings. The, the king was evil. What the king was doing to them was evil. And it, it was, you know, the, the, the task map on them was hard, and, 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 and the chores they were doing was hard, and, 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 the, and the nation just made it bad on them. And they were losing their faith. They were losing their hope. But God had to encourage. He said, Habakkuk, to tell them, you can't be led by what you see. Sometimes it don't look like your marriage going to get no better, even though prayer been prayed. So since it don't look like you're going to get no better, you're going to pack up and leave. No, no. You stay right there. You stay right there. If you don't pray and you want your marriage to work with your husband, with your wife, you stay right where you are. Be ye steadfast and unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. What we did, we failed to be steadfast. We started looking at the situation. We started looking at the circumstance. Out of while, we started looking at the husband. Out of while, uh, it don't look like he's going to do no better. It don't look like she's going to do no better. And for that reason, we start getting in our feelings. We start saying things that we know we ought not say, saying offensive things, saying a brusive thing, you know, saying things, well, well you know, we're going to marriage counseling, and you know that marriage counseling is there to help you, to try to encourage you to stay, stay with them. But you're going to start talking about, well, I'm going to go, but it ain't going to do no good. Well, see, that's doubt right there. You're already walking in doubt, and you ain't even got to the marriage counseling yet. Talking about it ain't going to work. And, and, and then when you leave and come back and it don't work, you want to blame the marriage counseling when it's really your fault because you said before you got there that it ain't going to work. Faith does not talk like that. And faith said it is going to work. Faith looks for hope. Faith looks for, for it to become better, not worse. So God was encouraging the children of Israel, yet you got to walk by faith and not by your feelings. What are you led by? Must I ask a question this evening to the radio? Because I'm going to make you part of the message this evening. I'm going to ask you questions. You ain't got to ask them, but ask yourself a question. When I ask you the question, answer it to yourself. What are you led by? Are you led by God? Are you walking by faith? Do you not know the moment you become born again and become a Christian, you are not in the law no more? You're not in the natural no more? You have been shifted into the spiritual? You are now a child of God? You have now been born again? You have now been bought with a prize? You've been watched by the word of the word? You are chosen vessels? You're not your own? You belong to Jesus? You've got a new mindset? <laughs> You've got a new guide? 
You got a new director. You got a new instructor. You got a new spirit on the inside of you. You don't have that damaged nature, that damaged spirit in you from Adam in the Garden of Eden. But you got a, you got a new spirit in you. You got the Christ-like spirit in you now. You got the spirit of Christ in you now. Not the spirit of Adam, but the spirit of Christ. Not the spirit of the law, but the spirit of grace. So you are totally a different person. So you got to act like what you are. You can't be a Christian walking in the law. You can't be a Christian thinking about the law. You can't be a Christian controlled by the law. You can't be a Christian and walking by the course of this world and this world ideal. Because the world say do one thing, but God say do another. So as a Christian, you can't satisfy the world just because it's a feeling. You don't want them to feel like that you're not going along. You're not supposed to go along if it's wrong. You're not supposed to be with the clique if it's wrong. You're not supposed to be that crowd if it's wrong. You're supposed to be led by the Spirit. And if it's wrong, then you have a right not to be a part of it. What 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 directs your decision? I just asked you what led you. Now, see, one thing to be led, but it's another thing to make a decision after you led. What leading you? What are leading you? What is leading you? Because if you're ever going to grow, if you will ever be what God will have you to be, you got your decisions must be spiritual. They must be God-like. God must be leading your spirit. God must be leading your, directing your decision through the power of the Holy Ghost, or you will never accomplish what God will have you to do. Remember, you've been bought with a price. You belong to God now. So everything you do now had to be god with. it got to be spiritual. That's why the Word of God says, and all thy ways acknowledge God, and he shall direct your path. Uh-huh. He didn't say acknowledge your wife. He didn't say acknowledge your husband. He didn't say acknowledge your job. He didn't say acknowledge your, your money. He didn't say acknowledge your feelings. Because feelings are deceitful. Feelings will mislead you. Feelings will have you going in the wrong direction. And you have to be confident in your feelings, even when it doesn't feel like that, 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 that your feelings are taking you the right way and God leading you. You've got to follow it anyway. Now, the people were saying to themselves when they fussed at Moses, they could not understand that when Moses brought them out of Egypt, they was all in their feeling. They were excited. Oh, they were happy that Moses was setting them. They were happy that God was setting them, free through, uh, setting them free through Moses. And they followed Moses all the way to the river, all the way to the sea. And they were just as happy as they could be. But when they got to the sea, then that same people with their excited feeling got rebellious. Talking about stoning, talking about killing, talking about they went there and stayed in Egypt, doubting Moses, doubting that God was leading him now. Now they're all in their feeling, all in their emotion. Talking about it was better to be back there in Egypt eating cucumbers. And they know in Egypt they were getting their back beat. They knew in Egypt that the taskmaster was heavy on them with rigged work. I mean, I mean, they had tears in their eyes. The work was so hard until while they were working, the taskmaster was beating them all day. And you have the audacity, the nerve to say that you'd rather be back there than to follow the Lord and what God leading you just because you run up against a wall? Just because they ran up against a wall, now they're going to lose faith and start getting in their feeling? And here it was, coming why he See, Moses could have led them to the north, south, east, but he led them to the west. They're like, he could have led us three different directions. He knew the river was over here. Why would he lead us to the river? Why would he lead us over here to this ocean, to this river? Well, he knew there were three other directions. We could have went through the city, so we could have got some honey buns or, and maybe got some treat meat or some spam or got some oodles and noodles or something. He led us out here in the wilderness where there ain't no food, and then here is a river out here, and here is Pharaoh behind us fit to kill us. What was Moses thinking? Well, Moses wasn't thinking anything. He was just doing what the Holy Spirit told him. When the Holy Spirit is leading you, it ain't about thinking. It ain't about what you think. God told him to go that way, and that's the way he went. But what they did not know, that God is fit to work a miracle. See, baby, when God leads you, he's leading you into a miracle. He's leading you into your breakthrough. Oh, my God. He's leading you into your victory. And it looked like you, he's leading you, you against a brick wall. It looked like you that God don't know what he's talking about. Well, God's going to tell me to stay with this man. If God told you to stay with him, God is fit to deliver him, baby. If God told you to stay with her, he's fit to deliver. When God tells you to stay somewhere, that's because deliverance is on the way. And now here they are with all that complaining and all that fussing. They fussed and complained so bad, the Moses started losing his joy. He down there with crying on the ground down there. And God told him to get up. 
said, get up, Moses. What's that in your hand? He wiped his eyes. Lord, it's a stick. Well, you would well, take that stick. Then I tell you, I put power in that stick. Take that stick and stretch that, this, that, that stick out over the water. And tell the children of Israel, people that you see today, you won't see them no more. See, this wasn't no feeling. It was faith. And by faith, he took that he took that stick and stuck it out over the ocean and told the people, the army, the pharaoh, the people they see today, they won't go see them no more. And you know the story. God carried them across from dry ground and drowned pharaoh army in the Red Sea. You got to realize that God don't make some mistake when you follow him in the spirit because he knows where to take you. He knows what he's doing. You may feel like that he's not taking you in the direct, that right direction. You may feel like uh, that he's misleading you. Now, I used to have the most trouble out of GPS when they first came out because I thought them GPSs was malfunction because I used one one day, and that thing got me all mixed up and got me all lost out there. And I just decided I just won't follow that GPS because it was, it, was, it, was, it was defected, and the people who made it didn't know it. But I found out later on it wasn't the GPS, it was me. I, the one, was Aaron, not the GPS. See, I was when the GPS said make a turn on the next street. That's what I did. The next street popped up. I turned on that street, and then it said reroute. I was like, you just told me to turn on that street. Now, why are you going to tell me to reroute? Well, I didn't understand. He said turn on Matthew Street. Well, the next street was John Street. But I just turned because he said turn on the street. He said turn right on the next street. Well, he was talking, oh, which is Matthew Street. But I turned on John Street. And now I got to be rerouted. I kept doing that till I realized later on what the problem was. The problem was I wasn't paying attention because just because he said turn right doesn't mean it was the next street coming. I had to listen to what the GPS said. It said turn right on Robinson Street. Well, you keep on going to Robinson Street, and if you turn on Robinson Street, you're going to be on the correct street. But if you turn before you get to Robinson Street, then you got to reroute because you done turned on the wrong street. So the, so the GPS kept taking me out on 40 and back off on 40. Out on 40, and I'm going around in a circle. I'm like, what is going on? Then I noticed that the street I turned on was not the street that the GPS was telling me. So I had a problem with that GPS. I mean, because I just felt like that, you know, hey, there's something wrong with this thing. So one night about midnight, me and my wife, we had a business, a cleaning business, and we had got through around about 1230 that night. So I decided that I would go the back way home. And I used the GPS, and the GPS carried us to places that I've never seen in all my life. Here at midnight, about 1 o'clock at night, and I'm so glad it was raining, and I'm so glad that the truck didn't knock off, and we didn't have no flat tire because we was out in Bonnie Dune. We were out of nowhere. And I was like, you know what? My wife told me, baby, just follow the GPS. Because she saw me looking, I was, she saw that I was getting a little upset and I was getting a little comfort. And I would complain about where are we at? We need to turn around. She said, no, we don't need to turn around. She said, just follow. She said, I know you feel like, this is what she said, I know you feel like the GPS is leading us in the wrong direction, but what else we got to go by? Let's follow the GPS. Isn't that something? Isn't that like God? What else you got to go by? What did God tell Peter? He said, Peter, Cast the net on the other side. Peter said, Lord, I done fished all night. But he said, I know you have. And I done fished on that side, too. The Lord said, I know you have, Peter. But cast the net over there again. And Peter said, not at my word, but according to your word. Sometimes, baby, you got to get out of your feelings, and you got to do what the Lord say do, and don't worry about how it feels. But why I said, get out of my feelings, she said, follow the GPS. And that GPS curves with all them bad roads I ain't never seen before, but I declare it brought me right out of my neighborhood. I was amazed. Even in the rain, it was raining and lightning, and it brought me right out to the neighborhood, right where I was. It didn't bring me out in some lost place. It brought me right in in in. in in our area that I was familiar with, and I got to say to myself, I kind of smiled to myself. I didn't say that to my wife. A lot of times she tell me, she said, "Will you follow the GPS?" Because she know me, I do get all in shape. I say, "Hey, this thing ain't doing." She said, "Just follow it." It was just a few days ago we were going somewhere, and, and I got to complain about. I said, "That ain't the right way." She said, "Just follow it," and I followed it, and it brought us home. We was at Myrtle Beach. And it would carry me away that I wasn't familiar with. And I told her it is wrong. So you got to follow the Lord with your in faith. 
Because if you follow me, you're feeling, you ain't going to have no marriage, you ain't going to have no job, you ain't going to have no wellness, you're going to end up struggling with, with life circumstances. Because God don't lead you in your feeling. He don't lead you by the five senses. He leads you by faith because he knows what he's doing. The judge shall live by faith. In other words, sometimes what you're going through may not be over with tomorrow, but keep on trusting the Lord. Keep on walking by faith. Keep on believing that he is going to bring you up. I've been serving God over four, around 40-some years, and can I tell you, if I will put on the, on, 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 uh, put on the stands, and I was sworn in to tell the truth and hold the truth and nothing but the truth to help you, God, I will tell you that God doesn't make no mistake. God will not mislead you. God will not tell you to go somewhere and get you lost. God will not lead you in the wrong direction. God will not lead you in the wrong place. God will not leave you, abandon you when you're in need of his help. I will sit on the stand and tell everybody, as a witness that I got his back. He don't need me to have his back, but if I were a witness, I would declare unto you that God never fail. And you have a song that said, God never fail. God will never fail you. God will never let you down. God will never mislead you, listen to you. If you got married and you married the wrong one, that won't God. If you married the wrong husband, that won't God. If you married the wrong wife, that won't God. And you ended up on the wrong job, that won't God, because you didn't acknowledge him. You hear me? You didn't acknowledge I've been married for over 42 years. But I told God on the day we got ready to get married, I said, God, if this ain't the woman, let me know. I know it would be a hurtful thing, but if this ain't her, God, I want to know. Now I'll stop this thing right now. But if it is you, Lord, I want you to bless it. I want you to put your hand on it. I want you to honor it. And he did because it was his will for me to marry. And we've been married over 40 some years, going on 43 years. And I love her today, and she loved me. And I want you to know the Bible says, Whoever God joined together, let no man put asunder. You don't marry no man because he looked good. You don't marry a man because he got a pocketbook full of money. That he's like an honest Schwarzenegger or a Billy D. Williams. You don't marry no man because he helps her. You don't marry no man because he can speak well. Or he got some three or four businesses in a nice car. You married a man because you L-O-V-E. You love him. I ask people when I'm doing marriage counseling, and they come to my office and we sit down and talk, first thing I ask him and ask her is, do you love one another? If you don't love one another, we're going to end this thing right now because I'm not going to marry two people that don't love one another. I'm not going to marry you just because he, he's wealthy and, 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 and he, he's a nice person and, and we think we can get along. No, I'm not going to be responsible because when I join someone together, when I marry people, it's my intention, and by the grace of God, that they would stay married for the rest of their life until the day they die, and that they would present that marriage to God on the day of death. Amen. I, I believe, I, I'm old school. I believe that whoever God joined together, let no man put that asunder. So we're talking to them again about uh, uh, who, 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 who making your decision, who, who, your, your actions, who controlling your actions. Are you walking by faith in your actions or are you walking by the flesh? Is God leading you in your actions? For the just shall live by faith. That means trusting in God. Are you trusting in God in the actions you make? You'll say what you want to say when you get ready to say it. Curse when you want to curse. Use profanity when you want to use profanity. Use hard words when you want to use hard words. Or, or you've been led by the Spirit. Or you've been led by faith. That's for us to be gentle and tenderhearted and affectionate one to another. You should be good to your wife. You should be gentle to your wife. You should be kind to your wife. You should use meekness with your wife. You should be tenderhearted with your wife. And likewise, wife with your husband. Marriage is the next thing to heaven. And you should be nice to one another. And you should be led by faith even in the home. You got to walk by faith with your marriage. You got to walk by faith with your children. Let the children see you trusting the Lord. Then they'll grow up trusting the Lord. Not when times get bad and then you, you want to turn and, and take matters in your own hand. you got to trust God, and you got to trust him completely every day of your life. Because sometimes when he leads you, 
It may look like he's leading you in the wrong direction, but you got to know that God don't make no mistakes. It reminds me of a of, 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 of a compass. It reminds me of of of, of, a, of a pilot, and he had that compass. He had that navigation system, and he's up there flying in the air where there's no stop sign, there's no stop lights, there's no crossroads. Uh huh. There's no streets up here for him to go by. All the only thing he is going by is his navigation system. He got something called a horizon line, and on that horizon line, middle way of it is an airplane. And the airplane, the part of the airplane is to direct him, show him how he's driving. And and if he's flying level, the airplane will be level with the line. Each wing of the airplane will be level with the line. If he's flying sideways, then the the wings on that line would be sideways. They'd be up and down, letting him know whether left or right. Whichever way he flies, that's the way it will show him on that line. If he's diving, it will show him that he's diving. If he's going up in the air ascending, it will let him know that he ascended. That's what the horizon line is for. And he has nothing else to trust but that. If that pilot lose control and lose trust and lose faith in that in, in that navigation system, he's a dead man, and everybody on board with him going to be dead because he's going to crash that plane because he's going to be going by his feeling. He can't be led by his feeling. It's going to be thundering. It's going to be lightning. He's going to run into Toma. He's he going to run into uh, into ter, uh, 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 Termit while he's up there. He's he going to run. He's going to run into into it's a harsh winds. Terminate while he's up there, but he can't trust that. He can't say that the plane is diving. If that line says the plane ain't diving, then he can't not be pulling the plane up. If the, if the line doesn't say the plane is ascending, he can't be trying to bring the plane down. If he get in his ceiling, he's going to crash that plane because he has nothing to go by but that horizon line. He's blind. He's flying blind. He's flying only according to that line. He's been taught that in the navigation class, that he got to trust that navigation system, or he's a dead man. So it is with God. You got to trust God, even when it feels like. She said, sometimes while you're up the flying, it's going to feel like that, that plane is taking a dive. The other time, it's going to feel like the, the plane is ascending up, up, up. So all the time, it's going to feel like the plane is going to the left. There's going to be time he's going to feel like the plane is going to the right. But he can't go by those feelings. he got to see what that horizon line says. And whatever that plane is doing on that horizon line is exactly what that plane is doing. If it say that plane ain't ascending, it ain't ascending. If it say that plane ain't diving, it ain't diving. If it say that plane ain't going to the left, it ain't going to the left. So when he have confidence in that, he's going to be a good pilot and a safe pilot. So when you got confidence in God, then you can trust God no matter how you feel. Yeah, I know you might feel like he died, but God done told you you're going to live. How about that? God told you you're going to live. Now, who are you going to believe? Your feelings? Go get your obituary. Go call the family together. Tell them I'm going to leave you this. I'm going to leave you that because I'm dying. God did not tell you you would die. God told you you're going to live. And if God told you you're going to live, you're going to live. Yeah, grandma died with it, and I don't care who died. My mama, family, accessory, they had a condition, a kidney disease, that, that, that all my mama brothers died before they were 37 years old. They died from this kidney disease while they were young. They died. But guess what? My grandma lived to be about 87 years old. My mama outlived that 37. She was 57 when she died. I am 65, and I have no kidney disease. Why? Because I I serve the Lord. God broke that ancestry curse. Quit sitting around telling people tell you grandma had it and grandpa had it. First thing the doctor asks you now, whenever you go to the doctor, is anybody in your family they have high blood pressure and this and that? Maybe they do. But they ain't the one here. I'm the one here. This is about me and about them. Because the doctor have you around here all sick and all messed up because grandma had it. Grandpa had it. And because they had it, you're going to die with it too. The devil is a liar. I refuse to believe that. I believe that when God saved me, he broke that curse. He broke that kidney disease curse. And, and, and I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I thank God for victory. So I, my trust is in the Lord. I ain't trusting no ancestors. 
and, and sensory curse uh, and what's going on in my family years and years ago. But I'm, I'm well. Trusted in God. And that's what you got to do. You got to trust him. You got to trust him. When Satan got you feeling like you're married to the breakup, that's his job. He's supposed to make you feel that way. If he didn't make you feel that way, he wouldn't be Satan. He's supposed to make you feel that way. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He don't want you to have no marriage. He don't want you and your wife to stay together. He don't want y'all to have a happy marriage. He don't want y'all to have. That's why he keeps you fussing at one another all the time. That's his job, to keep you fussing. But what you got to wake up and get an understanding that you ain't going to let Satan keep on playing games with your mind. You can get out of the flesh, and you're going to bind him up. The Bible says, what if you bind on earth, you will bind in heaven. What if you loose on earth, you will loose in heaven. You have to bind that devil up. You said, devil, I bind you up when I get my marriage. I'm tired of you getting to my wife having her to be ill. I'm tired of you getting into me having me to be ill. I'm tired of this confusion you're bringing in my home. I'm tired of this misunderstanding. We can't even hold a conversation unless a, a, a mohill be turned into a mountain. I bind you up, Satan. You're getting out of my marriage. You're getting out of our conversation. You, we ain't going to end up in divorce court. I, I'm going to love my wife, and she's going to love me. And I come against all these bitter spirits. And I come against all these misunderstanding spirits. Uh, I come against all these crazy spirits that try to come between me and her and break up this home. Satan, I cast it through the blitz, cross dry ground. I command you to go and don't come back. And that's in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus against this, this confusion, against this, this infidelity spirit that's trying to come and make me cheat on my wife or make my wife cheat on me. I bind it up in the name of it and cast it into the blitz. And I declare, baby, God will do that there. God will honor your prayer. But you got to pray. You can't be, be sitting around and letting these old crazy spirits come in the home. These old crazy spirits get all in your head and have you walking in the flesh and not by faith. Huh? Oh, my. And what about your word? Are we getting there? Who's controlling your word? Who's controlling your thoughts? Because your word is going to make you think. Your word is going to have thoughts in your mind. If your word ain't right, your thoughts ain't going to be right. Who's controlling your words? Who's controlling your thoughts? Is it God or is it the devil or is it the flesh? God wants to control your words. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is what God wants you to do. He wants you to start thinking positive. Quit thinking negative. Quit getting up and talking about another day, another dollar. Oh, yeah, yeah, just another day and another dollar. This is the way the poor man holler. That ain't no word, word of a Christian. We said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, and I'll be glad in it. As believers, we, call, we are called to live by faith. Yeah, but yet so many of us choose to live by something else, our feelings. We've been called from the day we got born again. We were called to live by faith and not by faith. Feelings going to come. They're supposed to come. You can't stop feelings from coming. Satan got you thinking because you feel that you said it. You are not sinning because the feeling came to you. Uh-huh. You are not sinning because the feeling came to you. But you're sinning when you yield to the feeling. You can't stop a bird. You can't stop a bird from flying over your head. But I often say if you put a nest in your hair, then it's your fault. You called that to happen. Our feelings make decisions because it simply felt right. Have you ever made a decision just because it felt right? It felt like that was the right thing to do? No spiritual, no biblical guidance. You just make that decision and didn't you have no guideline, no no nothing, no, no structure, direction for that feeling? Have you ever said something because it felt like the perfect moment? I know I have. So when I became a believer, I lived fully by I lived by my feeling because I had no direction in the Word of God. I got saved, but I hadn't read the Bible to know what the Bible had said. So I, a lot of my, my feeling was informed uh, by my, my, my reaction. I, and I was directed by every step. And everything I did, it was by feeling because I felt like if I felt like I was saved, I was saved. But I didn't feel like I was saved. I didn't feel like I was saved. Because many times Satan tried to make me feel like I wasn't saved. Because I did not know that it was based on the fact that you were saved not by your feelings. You were saved by faith. You were saved by grace. And it don't matter if you do wake up in the morning feeling like you're a sinner, feeling like you ain't saved, you still saved. I don't care if you do wake up in the morning feeling like you done backslid, feeling like you done done something wrong, you still saved. Satan gets in your feelings to deceive you, 
to make you feel like you ain't no Christian. Don't you know if you were Christian, you would feel like you were Christian. Being a Christian had nothing to do with healing, baby. Being a Christian has been kind to do with faith. If you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. If you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you've been born again. You've been bought with a prize. You are a blood-washed Christian, and you can't let your feelings deceive you and have you going in the wrong direction. See, and especially in leadership. Leaders, you can't be led by your feelings. You can't be led, but when God directs you, you got to do what God told you to do. You can't listen to something that the members say because they come and tell you and pass you out to not do it this way or you ought to do it that way. I know you said the Lord said it. Wait a minute. Listen to what they said now. You done told them the Lord told you to do it, and this is their statement. I know that you said that the Lord told you to do that, and I ain't questioning what the Lord said, but this is what I do. Now, what did that sound like to you? They just told you out of their own mouth that they ain't questioning what the Lord told you to do, but if it was them. If this was them, what do you mean if this was them? God done told you what to do, and they're going to tell you if it was them, I'd do it this way. So in other words, they said that they believed that what you said that God told you, but yet they see another way of doing it. How are you going to do something different than what the Lord said? And then you get caught up in your feelings, and they say, no, you done made a mess. Ain't that what happened to Saul? Did he make a mess? God told him to kill everything. Kill the mom, the daddy, the children, the baby, everything in it. Kill everything. Let nothing live. But he got in and sealed him because of the people. Then he told him that he had a nerve to tell Samuel, said, the people. The people. Now, I done told you to kill everything. And you're going to come out and tell me that the people said, don't kill this and don't kill that and don't kill that. When God have told you something to do, you got to do what the, the Lord said, not what the members say. You got to build it the way God said build it, build it where God said build it, build it how God paid you to put the amount of money that God said put in, and it ain't what the members say. But I think that's too expensive. I think we don't need to do that right now. That is too much. No trustees. Your job is to listen to your pastor. I'm talking to all the trustees now that is in the church. Honor your leader. Your, your, listen, let me share something, clear something up so, so, you get, so you understand where you stand in. That money ain't yours. That money in that treasure is not yours. You will not put over that money to control that money. You will put over that money to make sure that money is counted right, to make sure that money is not is not is not uh, uh, spent in the wrong way. You both to put over that money to make sure that money is, is accounted for. Now, whenever God uses your pastor to tell him to build something, it ain't for you to tell him no. It ain't for you to get on a, in, a, in a meeting and vote to see whether or not you're going to get the pastor money to build a church that God told him to build. It's a pastor's responsibility to use that money to, or to do what the Lord says. It's your responsibility to make sure that it is it correctly accounted and, and, and accounted for. It ain't your job to control the money and build what you want to build when you get rid of bill or tell the pastor, no, you can't build nothing because we, we that's too much. Because the pastor's not living by the pastor's not looking at the money. The pastor know how much money it is. He's not looking at the money. He's looking at God. For the judge shall live by the faith. The pastor live by faith. And the pastor's walking by. Pastor know that God gonna give him more money. We are pastors. We know if we spend the money, God gonna give some more money. We already know that. We ain't trusting in no money. I ain't trusting the money they got in that treasure. I am not trusting none of that money they got in that treasure. I'm trusting into the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. I, my trust is in God. My trust is in God. Yes, in God. Because God told us what to do. He directs us. He tells us what to do. And we have to obey him and do what he said do. And sometimes we, we have to have control of the finance in order to do that. God said, put 50000 You want to give me 10000 you can't be enough for fifty thousand. God saying ten, fifty thousand. You saying ten thousand. So we have to realize that we got to do it God's way, and you got to let God lead you. Uh, you got to follow your path by faith and not by feeling, because feeling is deceitful. Feeling will mislead you. Feeling will have you going in the wrong direction. Ain't that what happened? Ain't that what happened to Sarah? She got caught up in her feelings. Yes, she did. She got caught up in her feeling and left around and gave her husband to somebody, and now she's all mad. She's all mad because she made the decision. She the one told him to go be with her, to be with her husband. 
And now she all mad because now that the woman done been with her husband, she disrespected her. She don't want to listen to her no more. And she want to do things I, I, that, that she want to do. Our, our path, if a pathway wasn't accomplished by a nice feeling, it wasn't the one I took. If I didn't feel like that it was right, then I didn't go that way. I realized later on that, that was, I walked in I walk in itself and, and not in the presence of the Lord. Because when you start walking in the flesh, you're going to start walking in disobedience. And you're going to mess up every time. Now, Shortly after I became a believer, I said I still live by my feelings rather than my faith. I doubted my salvation because it didn't feel like real. I struggled to believe that God still loved me. When I when I sinned, I could I, I didn't feel His love. I often gave it to temptation uh, to sin because it felt better than obedience. My my worship time was completely regulated by my feeling as well. If I felt near to God, then I had worship. Then I had worship effectively and rightly. Have you ever been that way? You feeling? You felt like that sinning was a uh, sinning was you knew it was wrong, but it seemed like the best thing to do. It seemed like it satisfied the desire that feeling. Then when you tended it, like the the desire went away, but it was nobody but Satan. Do you live by your feeling? Do you live in a similar way that I did? If so, we need to consider what God's word had to say about our feelings and what living by faith actually looked like. You can't you can't trust your feelings. Your feeling hear me, your feeling can't be trusted. Let's start right there. Your feeling cannot be trusted. They will deceive you every time. The Bible is quick to tell us that our feeling, our heart is more accurately, can't be trusted. Don't at no time. Bible said put no trust in the flesh. Your feeling will deceive you. Your the feeling will tell you it's okay. A different stroke for different folks. It's your thing, baby. Do what you want to do. If you feel like that, God understands. God knows that he's a married man, and God knows that you and him in love one another. God understands. God, no, no, baby, God don't understand. Them your feelings deceiving you. God don't understand that. Because God can't understand you cheating with another man or another man. Why? No, God don't understand that. You don't got your feelings all messed up. If loving you is wrong, that's what the songwriter said. That's the feeling part. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. If being right means being without you, I'd rather be wrong than right. Right. Listen to what the psalm said. Friends tell me there's no future in loving a married man, but if I can't be with him when I want to, I'll be with him when I can. That is the flesh. That ain't nothing but feeling. You can't be in love with somebody else's husband and somebody else's right and think that you're going to please the Lord. You are out of God's will. Those are fleshly feelings. Proverbs 3 and 5 said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Is anybody in the house? Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not. To your own understanding. So what that means? Trust God. Now do it God's way. Well, not not part of your heart, but all your heart. Because your understanding going to de- de- deceive you. Because your understanding going to tell you go another way. Your understanding going to tell you, nah, I I I leave her because she's not the right one. No way. You didn't marry. You didn't marry your real. Because you, when man come telling me. The guy can tell me I like the devil is a lie. Now you might deceive somebody, you're not gonna deceive me. But the Lord told him, here he got about five kids. A good wife ain't doing nothing but walking faithful with the Lord and faith with him. So the Lord told him to leave her because he didn't marry the right one and she wasn't his real. And here he is with five kids with her. Now all of a sudden he found out out of five kids that she ain't his real. You see how deceitful Satan is? You see how he'll deceive you? How you going in the wrong direction? Because he found some young girl that he liked now, and she's the right one. Now he knows she's the right one, but the other one, five, other woman ain't because she got five kids by him now. But I let him know that you need to go and back to your prayer closet 
you need to go back and listen to that voice that talked to you because it sure was not God. Proverbs 28 and 26 says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. Listen to this, Proverbs 28 and 26. You do not know you can trust in your own mind and Satan actually thinking that you got you thinking you right. And that's what's going on with a lot of people now that are prejudiced. We got different races and different nationalities, black and white and many other colors, Jews and many other colors. People that are jealous against the Jews, people are jealous against black folks. People are prejudiced. And they're in their own mind. They're thinking that they're even using the Bible, got the Bible backing them up. They're even thinking that it's right for them to hate blacks. They're thinking it's right for them to hate Jews. They're thinking it's right for them to hate Indians. They're thinking it's right for them to hate Hispanics. And then they got the Bible and a cross up, and they're following that, and they're trusting that. Talking about the Lord got them back. And talking about God is on their side. And it's God's will for them to do this. It's God's will for them to hate these people when it ain't God's will. How how deceived we can be, how misled we can be, thinking that that feeling that we're in is of the Lord, when it's ain't of God, it's far from God. God ain't even got nothing to do with it. And then we got, they said whenever, he said, whoever trusts in the Lord, whoever trusts in his own mind, listen, you're not in the mind of God, you're in your own mind. Be led by your own mind. Be led by your own feeling. And God ain't got nothing. He said, you're a fool. That means you're going to make foolish mistakes, foolish decisions. You're going to do something that ain't godly. Then Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Talking about the heart now. A heart that don't have God in it. A heart that is not led by the Spirit. A heart that is not led by faith. A heart that is led by emotion. A heart that is led by somebody else's counseling that ain't godly. The Bible says it is deceitful and desperately sick. Who can understand that heart? Who can understand that heart? That's what the scripture said. Ain't that sad? It said who can understand it? Our feelings are no different than that than that saying. They're especially changed by people and circumstance. One moment you could be happy reading the book in your Favorite chair, and a few minutes later, be angered by the trail of mud your dog just bought in. Listen, you said now, just happy you could be reading the book. You don't mop the floor, and you know you got the floor looking clean, and somebody opened up the door, and the dog come running across the floor with mud on it. Now here you, you the same person that was happy a few moments ago. Now you're cussing. Now you're acting crazy, out of your character, when all you had to do was take a mop. And mom put the mud at the dog ball on the floor. You cutting the dog out. You cutting those who opened the door out and let the dog in. You may have felt down. You may have felt down when you first woke up this morning, but after an invigorating run with your favorite music playlist, your day is looking a lot brighter. See how flickle our feelings are. So you woke up feeling bad, and now you went out and took you a little run, put your little music up to your ears. And now all of a sudden, you're the same person you were when you woke up now feeling bad. Now all of a sudden, you're feeling, you feel different. You see how feelings are? Feelings are controlled by circumstance. Feelings are, closed, uh, feelings are controlled by, by, by happening, uh, by the things we say, by the things we do, by the people that we are around. And feelings can change from one moment to another. But what we got to do is quit letting feelings change and control our feelings. Don't let your feelings change. Listen. Don't let your feeling change you, but you change your feeling. Maybe I should say it like this. Don't let your feeling control you, but you control your feeling. Our feelings also can be influenced by others. A speaker can make you feel passionate about a new social justice need. A worship leader can make you feel like God's presence is all around you. A pastor can make you feel guilty. A friend can make you feel happy again. A salesperson can make you feel anxious that you don't have the latest product. Our feelings are so easily influenced and changed by words, action, and tone. You hear me? And that's why God wants to get in control of our feelings and walk by faith. Hook your feelings up to faith and quit hooking your feelings up to emotion. Hook your feelings up to faith and not by emotion and circumstances so that God can direct your feelings. So what? 
you're mad. We all get mad. That's why he said be angry and sin not. Anger is a feeling. It ain't no such thing that you ain't going to get angry. We all get angry. We all get enraged. But you got to come on back down and let God have his way. That's why the scripture says be led by the Spirit. Be angry and sin not. It's possible for you to be so angry but yet not sin, yet bring, your, bring that anger under control. This is where we can see the falling of trust in our feelings. How can you rely on something to inform you that is always swaying? We wouldn't take confidence in a leader if he was always second-guessing and changing the plan of action. Why would we trust your feelings? Why would we trust your feelings any better uh, then they aren't certain and they are poorly informed. Nobody's going to trust nobody and follow nobody who feels up the day and down the mile because they're unstable. They don't know what what they don't know. They don't know what they, what they feel. They don't know what to say. And and and, and our feeling, our feeling, a sin will affect our feeling. So that's why we have to try to walk according to God's word, walk according to, in, in the spirit. Walk according to the Bible so that our feelings won't be affected by our sin. Because of the fall of our entire being, it affected by sin. Our bodies decay, fail, and die, and our hearts are corrupted. Our hearts desire that which is sinful, and we must always be fighting against that. Remember, our heart desire that because we are falling from Adam. Remember I talked about the Adamic nature? Because we still have the Adamic nature. Paul said there's a war going on the inside of us. There's two people in us. It's a Jesus in us, and then we got our Adamic nature in us. And Paul said we ought to be so careful to control that Adamic nature, that, Adam, that fall of Adam is still on the inside of us. And our heart rather do wrong than do right. That's why Paul said when we desire to do good, evil is always present. Our feelings always our feelings are always there to do the wrong thing. But God wants to walk by faith. See, when you walk by faith, you're not walking by feelings. Because your feelings is caught up in that Adamic nature in the flesh. And, and it's always wanting to do wrong. We must always be fighting against that. Paul himself writes about this battle we have with the flesh. For I do not understand my own action, Paul said, for I do not do what I want. But I do the very things I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I won't want, but the evil that I do not want is what I, I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. That's what Paul said, and that is just simple. And you know that, how you make up your mind that you ain't going to do, you get your New Year resolution, you say you ain't going to do this no more, you ain't going to do that, I ain't going to smoke no more, I ain't going to drink, now you're smoking more cigarettes than you smoked before you said that. You're smoking more, drinking more liquor now than before you said you're going to quit because you triggered something. You trigger the other you in you. You trigger that uh, that adamant nature. You trigger that fleshly nature that don't want to start smoking, don't want to start drinking, don't want to start cheating, don't want to start lying. You trigger that whenever you say you won't want to do it no more. And you come up with that New Year resolution, and now here you are, you got a greater desire to smoke, a greater desire to do wrong than you had before you made that statement. Because Paul, so, Paul says, that that I would do. I find myself not doing. And that that I supposed to do, I don't do. And that I said I won't gonna do, that I do. In other words, I said I won't gonna sin no more. I I, I won't gonna lie no more. I won't gonna curse no more. I, I won't gonna cheat no more. I'm gonna pay my tithe now. And now you ain't paying your tithe. Don't win the last time you pay your tithe. Because there's a there's a war going on. There's another you on the inside of you. You got two people in your house. You got the old you and the new you. The old you is of Adam and the new you is of Christ Jesus. So there's a war going on. And when you decide to do good, evil is always present. The evil is the other you. The evil is the other you that is there that want to go back to smoking, want to go back to drinking, want to go back to clubbing. Want to go back to smoke and doing them things that the flesh do. That's what the old you want to do. And you got to keep them at bay by the power of the Holy Spirit, by by the grace of God. You got to walk by faith. And even when the feelings come, to try to make you walk in the flesh, you, you got to tell that devil, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm not doing that. Uh-uh. I am going to overcome this. 
I'm not going to smoke no more. I'm not going to drink no more. I'm not going to the club no more. I'm not hanging out with the guys no more out there in the world. God told me to come out from among them. Be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. So remember, as I close, the judge shall live by faith. That's every day, every moment, every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. As long as you live, when you get up in the morning, you got to get up with a faith mind. You got to get up knowing that God is going to make a way somehow. You got to know that God's going to bring you out of this sickness. He's going to bring you out of this poverty. He's going to bring you out of this, this whatever's happening in your marriage or your husband, your wife, whatever's happening on your job. God's going to give you the victory. He may not do it tomorrow, but he's going to do it. That's what the faith is for. He said the judge shall live by faith. You've got to keep the faith until God do it. How long should I keep the faith, Pastor, until God do it? How long until God do it? However long it takes God to do it, you keep the faith until he do it. And then when you run up against something else, keep the faith until he do that too because he's a, he's a faithful God. He says, every man be a liar and let God be the truth. Precious Father, we come to you this afternoon. Thank you for the message. Letting us know, God, that we got to live by faith and not by feeling, not by emotions, not by compassion, not by affection, not by our successes, but we got to be led by your spirit, Lord. And we got to live by faith every day, knowing, God, that you don't make no mistakes, knowing that you didn't bring us this further, mislead us now, knowing that, God, that your way is the right way. And whatever you say, God, that's what we got to do without questioning. Because we know that you're not going to mislead us. You didn't leave Moses. You didn't mislead David and Daniel and all the boys of old. And you're not going to leave us, God. You're faithful, God. You're going to let every man be a liar and let God be the truth. So we thank you. We praise you. We lift you up. And we magnify your name. We glorify you, God, because you are God and beside you is no other. We ask that this message not go out and come back for us, but accomplish what they should not do. That somebody will be triggered in their mind and in their spirit to get out of their feelings to get out of their emotions, that the wife will quit trying to fix it herself and let God fix it. The husband will quit trying to fix it himself and let God fix it. Yes, we might seem like we know what to say, we know what to do, and we know how to do it, and we make a mess every time, God. So I pray, God, that we will give it to you. If you said in all our ways acknowledge, you will direct our path. So I pray that we'll give it to you, Lord, because we know if we give it to you, everything's going to be all right. This we pray and we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Apostle, let Jesus, let him fix it for you, for you, yes, he knows just what to do, yes, to do, and what's the never that you pray. A little man, he'll wait. Hey, he'll fix that for you. He'll fix that for you. Let Jesus, let him fix that for you. For you. Yes, he knows just what to do. What to do. And what's the never? Oh, you pray, oh, let God every way, hey, he'll fix that for you, he'll fix that for you in the morning, let him fix that for you, for you, yes, he knows just what to do, yes, to do. And whatsoever you pray, let God every way, hey, he will fix that for you, he'll fix that for you.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.